0: Hey everyone, welcome to Teacher Quit Talk, the early episodes. I'm Fraz, and I'm here to offer a warning. You are about to enter into an episode before we had microphones, a producer, or a solid format. I'm not saying that our early episodes lack value. They all hold a very special place in our hearts, and they laid the foundation for what Teacher Quit Talk has become today. However, we believe that by starting with our latest releases, you'll get the best representation of the pod. Thank you for your understanding and patience with these early episodes and the tech hiccups, and thank you for being part of our incredible community. We appreciate your support, and we'll continue striving to bring you the best listening experience possible so without further ado bye-bye have fun we love you here we go
1: msw media
0: Hi everyone, welcome back to Teacher
1: Quit Talk, I'm Fraz. I'm Redacted, welcome back. If you've made it this far, we love and appreciate you and are so glad you're on this journey with us. Literally couldn't be happier. And I brought a friend from my real life. Fraz has someone for show and tell you guys, everyone be quiet.
0: This is Ashley, hi Ashley. Hi. Ashley and I got our teaching credential at the same time. Yes, back in 2018? 17, 18, right? Yeah, 17 really? into 18. She knew that I was a hot mess express long before literally any of you did. And now you're not teaching anymore, yeah? Yeah, I'm
2: not. I am actually now in OT school. I went back to school. I love And I'm just that. taking on a new path.
1: <laughs> Congratulations on the new path and on no longer teaching. <laughs> Thank you. So from your time in the classroom, what did you teach?
2: I taught third grade at a public elementary school.
1: Very nice. Was that, did you like, you're like, I want to teach third grade. Or were you like, I want to be a teacher. And they were like, you'll be teaching third grade.
2: I think I wanted to do more upper grades just because of the things they learn. And I was a big fan of writing. And third grade is when you really start writing. I did like that third grade has a smaller class size than fourth and fifth. But that's really what the school had available. The school actually had second grade available, but I, I did my demo with a third grade classroom and that's where I ended up. And I did like it. I, I like third grade curriculum. I think it's interesting. But I do I do like fourth and fifth. The only issue I had was like the bigger class size. Yeah, because fourth ideal. grade in,
0: in California at least, or I should even say like in Southern California because everything is just so different everywhere. Yeah. Although as people who watch my videos know, they also tried to put, 35 kindergartners in my kindergarten class. So allegedly there's a cap at 30. Typically that ends up at 27 has been my experience. But in fourth grade, they're like 35, 40. Like you can have more kids.
2: Yeah. So my classroom was a lower number because the school had the funding to have like an extra teacher. So I had 26 third graders, but by fourth and fifth grade, you reach about 30 and maybe even like up to 35. I think
1: 35 fourth graders in one room sounds literally terrifying. Like if you drop me (laughs) off in that room, I think I would like call the emergency management department and be like, I, this has to be violating some kind of law. This cannot be
2: okay. There's not enough adult brain cells in this room. And I'm like, I'm not very tall. So some of them are borderline bigger than me. (laughs) Same.
0: That is. A whole lot of not full frontal lobe development. That that could be a mutiny. Anyway. I mean,
2: I taught high school
1: before my frontal lobe finished developing, so there was not a single frontal lobe in that room.
0: You did. You were exactly. a youngin'.
1: When the district health department came to do an inspection, they thought I was a child and demanded the teacher come back immediately. And it was like a whole thing.
0: Oh my God. One time I was teaching in a high school. I was teaching theater at the time. So I was like a visiting teacher and I was walking down the hall and two separate people yelled at me and were like, where is your hall pass?
1: I got dress coded when I went to another school for a PD. huh. I was like, am I free to go?
0: Somebody <laughs> saw me leaving. They were like, uh, where are you going? And I was like, Oh, And then I realized, but yeah, it's bananas. I mean, third grade is what got me to quit. Anyways. (laughs) So how long were you teaching third? I
2: only taught for a year. You um, only taught
0: for a year? Mhm. Okay, and then I, I didn't know that. Yeah.
2: So it's like OT was something I I think I was always interested. Once I learned what it was, but I didn't know what it was until actually like teaching. For our non-education folks, what is OT? Um, OT is occupational therapy. In the most basic terms, like if any occupation you can think of, like as basic as dressing, feeding. If you ever get like a condition, an injury that prevents you from being able to do those things, occupational therapists will help you get back to doing those things
0: independently. I love it and occupational therapists exist both within schools and outside of schools
2: yes so there's like a wide range of where you can work from like schools hospitals private practices um you can even today we learned about ergonomics and work and like how you can work in those settings as well that's awesome so
0: teachers listening who quit or maybe want to quit (laughs) this is a great option ot's are in high demand and very valuable as long as you can handle probably having an insane caseload um (laughs) (laughs) you know this is something that teachers can do like how long is the schooling for you like how long are you going back to school for
2: so my program is a two-year program Um, I did have to take some prerequisites prior to coming back so once I left teaching I ended up just being a full-time nanny so I could do prereqs at the local community college by me because I have a non like science related background in terms of my undergrad should be done by next year December I started earlier this year yay do you want to do ot at a school or i think i know i do want to do pediatrics i know i still want to work with kids i think part of the appeal for ot for me was working with kids one-on-one and or in very small groups i like having that one-on-one time i think that's why i loved being a nanny i think i would like to try to work at a pediatric hospital like work with kids with some neurodegenerative stuff and some of those long-lasting impairments as well yeah that is so cool
0: so like why did you leave Like, give us the tea. Can you give us the tea?
2: (laughs) I can give you, like, what my experience was, I think. I love Um, I I know I probably could have tried another school, but I think the biggest thing for me was them Mm -hmm. having too many kids. Like, I found myself not being as effective as an educator. Mm -hmm. Like, even with, like, 26, which isn't even a lot for a lot of people, classroom management was really hard for me. I also worked in an area where parents were very entitled and looked down to me because I was younger. I was like, okay, cool. I also felt very unsupported by my administration, which didn't help. It was also a crazy year because that's when, you know, like the strike and all that happened. It just
0: blows my mind, the level of entitlement that people feel. I've worked on both sides of LA. So I've worked on the West side. It was bananas. I had some really awesome parents on the West side. I had some really awesome kids. But I had some experiences that I was like, what makes, what goes through your brain that makes you think that it's okay to say that to me?
1: Like, what are some kind of things that people have said? Cause I've never really had that experience. I've never had a, I've definitely had parents I've like had a rift with, but I've never had the experience of someone who said something that I was like, you're not entitled to that. Like, what do you think this is? So like, what kind of things do people say? What do they ask for? Do they just call you and they're
2: like, this worksheet sucks, I found a better one on Google. Like, I think like for me, the main things were like, why are you doing it this way, not this way? And I think there was just like a lack of understanding for like that learning curve, which was like pretty frustrating. And it's just like, okay, like I'm trying my best. Or like, I think like when things would happen, if they didn't like it, there's a way to approach a situation and I think sometimes things were approached unprofessionally a little bit. They
0: weren't regarding you
2: as a professional in that sense. Yeah, just more like talking to me, like talking down like, oh, like that was bad. Like you're
0: you're a kid. And I think that people underestimate how toxic a work environment can be as a teacher if your parents are not for you. If they're actively trying to like one-up you or show you up or what have you, it creates a really toxic environment so quickly, especially when I think as teachers we so often have that imposter syndrome where we're like very qualified but beaten down by society and the profession in general to the point where we're like do i know what the heck i'm talking about like i don't feel good in my
2: teacher skin right now if parents are reinforcing that it gets bad quick yeah i think a lot of it too was just like i was so overworked like i was living like 50 miles away from the school i did make a pretty good rule about like not working past four which was good It's just like exhausted all the time.
0: Yes. And I want to talk about that really briefly too. You, you and I live in LA. One of the biggest issues in my opinion that I've talked about with LAUSD is the inequities across the district, but also Mm -hmm. the fact that it's nearly impossible to live within or near a lot of these communities that teachers are teaching in. So if you (laughs) teach in Brentwood, you cannot live near school you are automatically no. doomed to have to take a commute on the 405 every single morning because I, I mean i guess you don't necessarily have to take the 405 but i would have had to
1: so you can take side streets this isn't a dictatorship
0: the side streets though are so long to take and they're backed up they're backed up, they're backed up just, just as
1: bad. Yeah. Yeah, If you even mm-hmm. get
0: near Sepulveda, you're screwed. I mean, I'm telling you, like, I think that it's such a valuable asset for teachers to live in the communities where they teach or at the mm-hmm. very least adjacent to them. But if you're mm-hmm. teaching on the West side, you can't afford any of that on a teacher salary. Yeah. You need to find yourself yeah. a rich partner who's going to support <laughs> you and be your sugar baby. No, you're going to- You're the sugar baby. (laughs) You need to be a sugar baby to teach on that side of LA.
1: On day one of new hire orientation, they're like, raise your hand if you have heard of Seeking Arrangements. Right?
0: It's a great
1: website. We're going to sign everybody
0: up. When I was working in the bougie part of LA on the west side, I was living in a studio apartment, commuting an hour and a half both ways, a studio apartment with Mm -hmm. no windows. That was $1,300 a month.
1: I'm pretty sure it's illegal to have a. But with no windows, how did you find this? It had a
0: sliding glass door.
1: Oh, never mind, perfectly humane.
0: Yeah, that was it. <laughs> I did have one window, but it had a window unit air conditioner that was completely mm. bo- boarded, mm, no, so no. you couldn't, whatever. No yeah. refrigerator, no, no appliances whatsoever, just
1: clean. I don't know how to say this respectfully. That was a storage unit. You, unfortunately, were living in a storage unit.
0: I was so proud of that because I had just gotten out of, like, this
2: insane shit. Oh, I went through my breakup with you. You know about it. Nobody knows about it anymore. Oh, yeah. I remember. That was intense times for, I want to know. Fraz over here. Okay.
0: I got dumped at school. At the school? Oh, yeah. Not at school, but (laughs) during school. In this program that Ashley and I did, we would student teach in the morning and then take class in the evening, afternoon times. And I was teaching in first grade. And my ex at the time, who lived in a home with me, not the one with no windows, in the actual apartment, he called me. We were talking and I was like, are you you okay? Like, are you good? And he was like, yeah, I'm fine. So we hung up and he was out with some friends. And then I got a call back. And I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. And I like looked at my mentor teacher and I was like hey I'm going to step out and I'm going to take this phone call cuz he called me back. Like, it seemed like that's weird. So I want to make sure everything's okay. He's out with friends right now. I stepped out and he literally started breaking up with me on the phone. Four years into our relationship, on the phone, in the middle of the day. And I'm like, it's Friday at 1 p.m. I'm teaching right now. And he was like, oh, I didn't realize that you were teaching. And I was like, what have I been doing for, it's April. <laughs> like, you know that I teach. That happened. And literally that was the point in time when like my world exploded because I have no income. Because when you're a student teacher, you can. not Work. He mm-hmm. was supporting me. I lived in our apartment that we shared. He found me the apartment with no electricity, no refrigerator, no furniture. No- with no windows that I moved into. He said, your castle awaits. You're free now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, literally. So Ashley knew me then when I was, I had two giant dogs that I didn't know what to do. And it was crazy. So my friends were doing my homework because I was like, I'm quitting. I'm not doing this anymore. And my friends were like, it's April. You're almost there. Like you have like- You're so
2: close, yeah. Yeah,
0: so close to the end. Just finished. We
2: finished in May.
0: We did, yeah. Yeah, we finished in
2: May,
1: yeah. You just had to suffer for a couple weeks. You're like, you just got to get through this pain of suffering and you're good and you made it you made it Ashley carried you to the finish line like in a movie where they hold someone and their body's like draped backwards that was you and Ashley in your credentialing program I'm not
0: kidding I am so bonded to the people from my credential program like forever indebted to them for being so nice to me because that was a time that was very 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 dark and it's so funny that I like I don't talk about it anymore and then as soon as we said that I was like oh my god Ashley was like there like wow crazy
1: pants time yeah. you know look how far
2: how far you've come yeah.
1: I know I was about to say like Ashley's really seen you through everything she literally <laughs> has we student taught at the same school mm-hmm that's crazy what was student teaching like i didn't student teach i just they were like oh you have a degree here's a set of keys good luck student teaching
2: can go either way like you can have a wonderful mentor you can have an awful mentor i had one of each me too I <laughs> like had one um, of as well. at the school we were at together like i loved my mentor teacher she was very supportive very helpful and then my teacher for my second one she was okay but she wasn't as helpful but It was fine. Like, I think I learned a lot. Mm -hmm.
0: It was rough to be at a school that wasn't supportive, though. Like, it felt like they just wanted us for, like,
1: free labor and not to, like, actually mentor us. Yeah, and, like,
2: probably a stipend. That's
1: crazy (laughs) that you have to pay money and then, like, indirectly they get the money. Yeah, isn't that weird? You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's robbery. And then... You know, there's people who go through really hard situations during student teaching, and then it's like you're out of luck because you don't get paid.
1: Mm-hmm. And then you and your two large dogs have to live in an apartment with no windows or refrigerators. Nope. Yep. I, I that, literally right.
0: put a mattress on the floor and a dumpster dived couch and was like, we're good. It's Los
2: Angeles, man. Nothing like it. Money was a big part too of me wanting to leave teaching. Like, I made more as a full time nanny than I did when I was teaching like, which is nuts, like, which is nuts, like, it's not feasible, especially if you want to live in LA, and, like, to think of, like, having a family, like, like you said, unless I have, like, a sugar daddy, like, good luck to me.
0: LAUSD salary schedule side by side to what's considered low income in Los Angeles Mm -hmm. literally teachers are low income (laughs) you look at the salary schedule next to the low income table and you realize that the government is acknowledging that teachers with families are low income because you cannot make enough to support yourself unless you are in a dual
1: income household. That's what the same conclusion I came to so when I taught in florida i wasn't considered low income because i didn't have any kids but if i had had any dependence on my taxes i would have qualified for like a lot of programs so in florida at least in the district i taught in you're at base salary until you cross year 10 so i was like i'm a I'm just gonna be here making this amount like I was like the only way I get help is if I have a baby this feels backwards <laughs>
0: like if you look at LAUSD's salary schedule it looks great because it's big and like there's different numbers but if you really sit down and look at it the vast majority of the jumps the bonuses that you're getting are literally like six dollars yeah Dead ass and they're six not like dollars.
2: going at the same rate as like how much cost of living is out here they're not moving at the same rate no they're like staying
1: like where so i'm sure california is a similar like situation but i ran the numbers for florida because now i work in real estate housing in florida for rentals the cost in the area that i'm in has gone up 70 percent since covid first hit and teachers haven't gotten a raise in florida since 2019 so, like, that's what's driving it here is the housing crisis. And I'm sure California, like, what you're saying is a similar housing situation
2: when, like, the math is just not mathing. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. But, yeah, money was, I think, a big part of it, too. Yeah. It's just, like, the amount of work I was putting in was not worth the amount of time I was also putting in.
1: And not to be, like, a super simp for capitalism, but, like, in most industries, the harder you work and the better your performance is, the more you get paid. You get recognition bonuses, you get all these things, and it's an incentive. And, like... Most teachers are doing the Lord's work they're 100% in, rock on. But like every job, there's people that are phoning it in. And like, it just gives the teachers that are putting in blood, sweat, and tears. It's like, I do this and get literally nothing except like children's joy, which is like obviously great or whatever. But like, unfortunately, my landlord doesn't accept children's joy at this current moment in time. So I guess like the lack of incentives in education and incentives to not only be effective at your job, but to stay in your job and feel like this effort you're putting in is, being rewarded and
2: recognized. Yeah, I had like a parent come out to me like, "Oh, I don't even know how you can handle my kid for eight hours," and I was like, "What? That's so mean I've gotten gifts of alcohol because
0: people were like, "Yeah, I teach my child." So here,
1: nice. Okay.
0: I got that too. I loved
1: it. Say, so I would love it. I loved it, but it took.
0: I was like, okay, like this is kind of weird, but like okay. the experience that I had teaching on the West side was otherworldly. And my friends who teach there are like, oh, I got this. I got that. And I'm like, yeah, I remember. I remember the gifts. I remember <laughs> this the-
1: crazy to my me. my
0: birthday. I got a $400 gift card to Burke Williams spa, which I would never be able to go to on my own. I've
2: gotten like candlesticks from Tiffany of all places.
1: <laughs> so I think I know exactly what's happening here because now I work with like mega bougie people and most like mega bougie people who have staff have like a go-to gift that their assistant just gives everyone for a birthday and appreciation all that like i was in someone's office and they had a giant stack of 250 dollars gift cards to this really nice spa where i live and i was like why do you have like 10 of those and she was like Oh, we just buy these. And then every time it's someone's anything, he tells me to send one out. So she she sent one to the kid's teacher. That's why we were talking about it. And I was like, that's the nicest teacher gift that lady's going to get. I guarantee it. So you're not teaching anymore or you are teaching? No, I'm not teaching. I work at a real estate brokerage getting yelled at on the phone. And
0: I was on maternity leave and then now I'm quit.
2: Oh, okay. You're
0: like I done. quit today. Today was the day. That's why we had
1: party hats earlier.
0: Because we just filmed an episode where I talked about it. But basically, like <laughs> I was working in at- and it was a hellscape. It was insane. Oh, okay. and I realized at the end of the day, whether they approve my maternity leave or not, whatever, I don't want to work for them. So I was like, actually, I'm just done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think there's anything mm-hmm. that could make you go
2: back to teaching? I feel like I need to see some like real institutional change. Like, I think a lot of the bigger issues lie within the district itself, at least within LUSD. I know, I've heard there's other districts that are better, but um, I haven't experienced those, and I think there's just a lot of like internal issues within in LAUSD and unless those are addressed it's just not going to change it's just going to constantly be it within my experience I had parents who like sued the district all
0: the ongoing lawsuits and like when you find out the LAUSD has a backstock of billions of dollars they just have
1: that they're just like mm, for a rainy day yes dead ass It's to pay for all the lawsuits.
0: Dude, they (laughs) literally like sit on this money
1: and do nothing with it. Just how on our last episode, I was talking about how the school system is a front for the insurance company. LAUSD is just a front for like a predatory bank, like a pre-depression regulatory FDIC world. So the Transparency Mm -hmm.
0: Foundation ran a story about how schools are diverting billions in COVID-19 funds for bailouts. It's all about LAUSD. You get all this money for COVID. COVID
2: and teachers are actively like where did it go oh and honestly I'm glad I got out before COVID oh I couldn't imagine like even trying to like navigate that situation so
1: being that you got out before COVID was there one moment or like a couple moments where things happened that you were just like no we're done I need to make an exit plan because I know
2: COVID was the tipping point for a lot of people I think it was mainly just a lack of support there was another new teacher with me that year she was in second grade and seeing the support she got from like her own team like I did didn't really get that. I don't know if I was too much comparing my experience to hers, but I just felt there were instances where like I was talked at versus talked to about certain things and not like, oh, let me help you with this. I would like literally walk into another teacher's classroom who was on the same team as me and be like, oh, you did this? Okay, I'm gonna do it tomorrow. Cause I was like, oh, that's a cool thing I wish I'd known about earlier that I could have incorporated. Cause like when you're new, you're kind of learning the curriculum that the school does and you're supposed to be in line with your team. But then like, I would walk in some people in my team's classrooms and it'd be like, wait, (laughs) but I wish more things were shared. There was more collaboration and community within the school. I was in at least. But that was just like my experience, just like the lack of support and feeling just very alone. Mm -hmm. We've talked about
1: administrators a lot on here and like things that they don't do whatever. But I think one piece that administrators can do that helps retain teachers that's within their control is like creating solid communities. The first principal I worked for was really good because he empowered our department head to train us to give us advice on things and was like, mentor these teachers. It's up to the administrators to create that culture for the school because that doesn't just happen out of nowhere. You know, people don't just start being a great team and collaborating like it has to be modeled and encouraged and kind of shown like we have new teachers. Let's take them under our wing. Let's do a planning like I had I didn't work for her. She was a coach for another department for every new teacher in her department. She planned out the first three weeks of their lessons and had all their materials ready the first day of school and said your only job is to learn how to function and learn how to teach for these this first month. And like I'm going to be in your classroom with you helping you and she did that because the principal set her up to do that and said do it go for it. You own it
2: yeah oh this is another thing like i did have like a break at one point where i like i did shed a little bit of tears in front of the kids which i know is not appropriate and but i'm human and it can happen like i've seen it happen in other classrooms i've cried in front of my kids multiple times I cried at a Disney movie in front of them. Yeah, like, I think parents were very bothered by it because I was just having a hard time with classroom management. I think parents were very bothered by it. My principal did not, I think, like, after that, like, did not look at me the same. And I just felt constantly judged for it, even though I tried to be better. I'm
1: so irritated that they judged you for crying. Exactly. And it's like, our teacher's getting to the point of tears in the classroom. I know what'll help. Let's judge the shit out of her. Maybe that'll make her cry less. Like, no, if you're an administrator and you found out your teacher was crying, in class on that walkie you should be in that room like we're good we are good to go take a break i got it like
0: every single time i've cried
1: it's not been like oh she's doing
0: something wrong it's like why did you make your teacher cry (laughs) like
2: and i think like i had other points where i almost broke but i would actively like walk out of the room and like this really bothered me like my principal at the time like later in the year asked one of my kids not even checking in on me like how has she been doing lately like has she like been overwhelmed? Like so shown like asked a student, not even me. And I was just like, okay, he could check he could have checked in with me versus like going behind my back. I it just really bothered me. That's also so like
1: developmentally gonna mess up a kid. Like for you to have like this authority figure, like asking about this other authority figure. That kid's definitely has a weird relationship to education now that's gonna come up later
0: i'm just so sorry that you had that experience and like you weren't even that young like the fact that they're like giving you grief about being
1: young like we were what yeah. like 20 Four. 24 24 Oh wow, that's kind of young, not but that <laughs> wow. Young. I got hired to teach. I remember my first year
2: teaching, I got hired when I was 21 and there was a kid in my class that was nine months younger than me. Wow. I have even professors now that are younger than me. I was like, good for you. I, I feel like when you see that you should build the person up not necessarily like bring them down. Like you're like, wow, you like accomplished a lot. Good for you.
1: <laughs> and like, where do they think veteran teachers come from? Like, do they think they just grow out of the ground like a cabbage patch kid? Like you have to train people. People have to start from somewhere. Like, that's just the natural cycle of life. Like, a teacher retires. The new generation of teachers is coming
2: in. It's just always happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For- I mean, I wouldn't want to be there <laughs> okay. either. I'm much happier. Hey, <laughs> I am much okay. happier. What led me to teaching, honestly, was that, like, I love working with kids. And, like, teaching was the only thing, like, I really thought of. I was like, okay, working with kids, teaching. I didn't know there were other things that I could do professionally, like, besides nanny, And I didn't think I wanted to be a nanny for the rest of my life. And, like, one of my best friends went to speech therapy school And then I learned more about OT while in school and within the school district itself. Like I worked with the OT in my school pretty closely, like with a few students. And then I was like, this is a cool job. I wish i knew, known about it sooner. And throughout my year teaching, I was like, wow, if I knew about this before, like this is what I would have pursued. And then after the year I was like, you know, I'm still young, I can do it. It can feel so overwhelming
1: to change paths when you already committed so much like time, energy, money, effort, all that into something. But anyone listening to this, that's like, if you want to make a change and you don't want to go back to school you're nervous about that like the time you'll spend in school in my opinion is like nothing compared to you just like sitting and waiting because you're afraid to move
2: you know what I'm saying yeah it's like you don't want to just sit there and be like miserable like I I was just like I can't continue doing this like for my own mental health and life like I need to change this up
1: so other teachers at that school are you still like connected with them do you know like have
2: other teachers at that school had a similar experience to you or I don't think so like the girl I started with is still there like I think she's she's fine with it I've noticed a few changes since like I've left in terms of like moving grades those are like the main ones I could think of
1: That's crazy. And even that was like the pre COVID year. So I'm sure like in recent times, it's probably gotten even worse, just like statistically, assuming the school is not an anomaly of all of those issues.
0: For real. So when you like think about your OT career, would you ever go back to that school and be like, Hey, I'm an authority now. And I know (laughs) so much and you need me so bad. Like, would
2: you
1: ever like,
2: maybe yeah I don't know but I don't know if that's like where I'd want to work right away like I do want to experience like hospitals for a while after that it kind of turned me off from working with kids for a little bit That I was just kind of like I need to experience adults like I need to see what other things like what if I like adults I just didn't know because I never did it but I do actually realize I do love working with kids that's where my passion lies it's just teaching wasn't for me
1: as someone who works with adults two out of ten Um not nearly. Not nearly as
0: exciting as. Yeah, I'm
2: not a fan him. myself. Yeah, I like always tell people I'm like I can understand like when kids have tantrums like there's some underlying need that's not getting met like there's something else going on that they cannot their prefrontal cortex isn't developed something's going on when when adults have tantrums like I just have a hard time empathizing because I'm like you're a grown yeah. adult you should know better like unless there's something cognitively wrong but I'm just like. are you acting like like
1: when a kid does something that's like not great you're like oh you're going through a lot like because i taught high school i like, your hormones are raging on your body you're trying to figure out who you are like that's why you were being mean to me i can get it but now when it's an adult i'm like literally pull yourself together have some decorum like what are you doing here yeah (laughs) and then i'm
0: here like but crying's okay
1: crying crying's allowed yelling is not
0: i always tell my students you can be angry anger is a valid emotion and it's totally fine but you can't hurt other people with your anger. You can't hurt their heart or their bodies mm-hmm. when you're angry. I just yeah. feel like a lot of adults need that lesson too. Like, it's okay to be angry, but it's not okay to be a hateful asshole. Yeah, it's Press. like how you channel
1: that energy. I'm taking that. In my next customer one-on-ones, I'm gonna be like, it's okay to be angry that your listing panel was printed on the wrong size. However, it's not okay to hurt other. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: use it, use it.
0: Is there anything else you'd like to add that we have not discussed?
2: No, I think that's pretty much it. It's been good to catch up with you. There's like quite a few people in I think our program that aren't teaching anymore.
0: Yeah, it was a really rough time to get started. Yeah.
1: I have a good question and I want both of you to answer. What makes a mentor teacher helpful and great? Or for like a student teacher and also for like first year teachers, what makes a older teacher a mentor of any capacity?
2: Like what makes them a good mentor that maybe could have helped you feel supported constructive criticism is like a big thing like if there's criticism making it constructive thinking of like oh try this next time and like hoping to see that change and just like an overall positive attitude like i don't want to come into a classroom student teaching and see a mentor teacher who like looks like he or he or she doesn't want to come into work
0: i haven't taken a student teacher yet because i just don't feel that i have the skills to um, really mentor them, I think it would be great to have a pay bump. I think it would be great to have an extra set of hands in the classroom. But like, because that's what it would be about for me and I wouldn't feel that I could add value to their educational experience, I, I wouldn't do it. And that for me is like the number one issue with some mentor teachers.
2: Yeah, it seems like some people take it as like, oh, an extra body, like, yes, I can take a break. Like I can grade papers or do whatever. And you're just like,
1: I'm also interested in like what the mentorship looks like on their end. So I had an official mentor teacher, but that is not actually who mentored me. Someone else mentored me because the guy that actually mentored me was like, Hey, I dropped out of being a mentor teacher because the amount of paperwork I had to do was just absolutely ridiculous and I didn't have time to actually do mentoring like talking and observing you and giving you feedback because I was just doing so much paperwork. So he would basically do the actual like emotional labor of mentoring and then the on record lady would do all the paperwork. So he wasn't getting paid for any of that. So he would like observe me and helped me write my lessons and stuff like that and taught me a lot my first year. He was great, still teaching, has taught high school social studies for like 20 years. But I'm wondering like, when it comes to student teaching, it's not just the mentor teacher to the student teacher. I'm wondering like how, that district and that program is setting up mentor teachers to either be successful or to not be successful.
0: From my understanding, they're they're not set up at all.
2: They're like, here's the person's name. They'll be here on Tuesday.
0: Or you don't even get the person's name and they just show up.
2: I wonder if they have like a class or something. I don't know. I don't think they do though. I think you just
1: kind of, I'll take. I think it varies a ton district to district and probably program to program, which I also think is interesting that like I would love to see data about like each student teaching program, how long those people stayed in education, their feelings about it, like to see data about what works and what doesn't for student teaching. Cause I think it's a super critical time. I wonder, I'm sure we'll get other people in the comments and we should ask other guests, I'm sure there is studies and data, but like seeing how different programs structure their student teaching and how it impacts like a teacher's longevity in the classroom. So like this program, it was very structured. The person got a lot of support. They had these scheduled one-on-ones and they stayed for 10 years compared to, you know, that has to be out there. I
0: think that's really interesting. There has to be something to it because if you think about the issues that we face as teachers, so much could be remedied by us having proper mentorship and people really investing in us. Support,
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: support. is something that time and time again I mean it's something you mentioned Ashley like you didn't receive that from your teammates and it really impacted you your first year teaching and didn't even start teaching at all because she had such a shit experience student teaching and it leaves you feeling like is this what the education world is so I think that that's a really good
1: yeah I didn't student teach. Clearly I didn't last that long. <laughs> so stats on like people who do student teach but
2: versus don't do don't do student teaching in any way. I wish there was more of an emphasis on classroom management. Cause like when we do student teaching, you go into this classroom like two weeks after they started. So the teacher already established their management of how they do things. you don't really get to see it that first day and I think that's where I struggled a lot like I didn't set those expectations as clearly as I should have kids were like oh she's so chill like we're can get away with a lot and that like really like got to me when I was like trying to ask for respect or certain things and it wasn't happening
1: yeah if the respect isn't there from the beginning it's very difficult to win back I think I had good advice before I started teaching about like that specific thing around setting norms and expectations and rules and so it's shocking and disturbing to me that in student teaching at least in this program and I'm sure lots of other programs because the public school doesn't always align with the college calendar, you don't see that first couple weeks. And like that first couple weeks is so important building like a classroom management system. So it seems like we're really doing a disservice to student teachers by like having them miss out on that stage. A hundred percent.
0: The best thing I ever did was request to watch the first day of school. And I always recommend that to people who, if you have the opportunity, if you're an aspiring teacher and you know that you're going to miss the first day of school, find someone in your life, Mm -hmm. if not through your program, through just your own experience, find somebody to watch that first day, because the notes you take that day, they're very impactful because as a teacher, every single year, the first day of school, I'd be like, what did I do on the, f- how does this day work? Like, I forget every single year because you're in this rush of adrenaline and like yeah. craziness, you'll forget. And it helps to have something to, to work off of. I mean, your first mm-hmm. year teaching, you're just copying what you saw in student teaching and, mm-hmm. you know, trying your best to emulate
1: it. And then slowly you're like, I can put my own skin on it. But at first it really helps yeah Ashley is there anything else you wanted to add or anything you wanted to re-explain or reiterate or any administrators you want to throw under the bus yeah talk some (laughs) shit about anything else no
2: I think that's it what I think drew me to OT was like my favorite place to hang out honestly was like the resource and special ed room at my school like I used to go hang out with them all the time I think I saw their teamwork and I was just like oh like it
1: looks nice Yeah. (laughs) Even though like you ended up leaving teaching, I think it's still really cool that it was like an avenue for you to find a niche that more like fits your interest and your passion. And I think teachers who have left the classroom bring really amazing skills to those other industries. So I'm sure like your teaching experience will be so supportive and so helpful once you are like fully in your moment and thriving in OT. And I'm sure other occupational therapist will learn stuff from you and get perspectives from you that they might not have had if they haven't been in education and seen what it's like there
2: yeah i really look at that year as like a year of learning and growth for myself and like leading to where i am now of course at the time i was like miserable and like trying to just avoid everything but i look back at it and i was like you know i grew as a person i learned a lot a lot of the things i think i learned really apply well to ot like when working with others and seeing like what works and i like i learned like what works for me, what doesn't and how I can improve myself as a person.
1: I love seeing people on their journey. Me
0: too. Especially people that like, obviously I know and we've, we've been in the trenches together. So it makes me happy Mm -hmm. to see you doing something that's going to make you really happy.
1: Can we come to your graduation? We have party hats. We are ready. Thank you all so much for joining Teacher Quit Talk. Ashley, thank you so much for being here. We are so grateful for your insight, your perspective. I'm so excited to see what you do in the OT world, helping all the people that benefit from OT. Fraz, thank you for bringing on your your icon who was with you in the trenches. It was an honor. so happy that we got to catch up. Thank you, guys. Remember
0: to please, for the love of God, rate and review us. Only positively. Only positive, please. We're Very sensitive and do it on Spotify or Apple because they're the ones that rank us. Bop it, twist it.
2: Affirm everything. everything. We love you.
1: Will Venmo request you? Uh Love you so much. Kisses. Just as a disclaimer, because I am someone who is actively teaching, everything on this podcast is my personal opinion and does not reflect my district, my state, my employer, my students, or my admin. Everything on this podcast was recorded on personal time, on personal equipment, and is a completely separate endeavor from my school district.
0: Yeah, leave her alone.